TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Episode 24, holy moly, here we are. How exciting. I'm so wrapped that you're here, seriously. Thanks for tuning in and listening. This would be rather rubbish if I was just talking to my computer and no one was listening. So um, I know that you're out there. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Come and hang out in the Primal Alternative community on Facebook or leave a message um, for me on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating. That'll help other people find this podcast. And my main vision is to help women to thrive. That's my goal. Um, So I want to reach as many people as possible. And to do that through collaborative way um, of sisterhood, so we can all, um, you know, support each other and thrive together. Speaking of thrive, uh, today is day five of the Live Thrive round that I'm running. And as you know, this is my last, I usually, well, last year I was doing um, 21-day challenges quarterly, but just due to the incredible business growth of Primal Alternative, it's not, it's just not possible for me to do live rounds every quarter, um, which is a shame because I love it, but I'm definitely, will be back later in the year at some point um, with another Live Thrive. But don't despair because Thrive is a 21-day clean living journey that you can do anytime you want. You don't have to do it alone. You can do it alone. It'll, you'll get all of the information to your email box and off you go. But I definitely love uh, the sisterhood, the group. That's where the magic happens. And this time round, I introduced Accountability Sisters. So um, each of the thrivers have buddied up with a sister. And it just really is cool. You make new friends. You've got a new buddy in the group, someone looking out for you, asking how you're going. And you know, this journey is just a beautiful self-exploration, really, around food, finding nice places to, to eat your food out and about, good places to to buy local um, grass-fed, um, sustainable, seasonal, spray-free vegetables, as well as finding nice little spots around your home to eat your meal. We're moving frequently at a slow pace, spending time in nature, lifting heavy things. We're really focusing on sleep because guess what, sister? Most of us are not getting enough sleep. I know um, I'm not this week because I've had Millie has been a little bit sick with a tummy bug and it's super, super clingy and super, super demanding <laughs> to the point of waking me up at 4.30 in the morning because her duvet was too crinkly. Yep, you know what it's like. Um, and, you know, instead of feeling the rage and bitching and moaning about it, living this kind of lifestyle just gives you that extra resilience to just handle whatever shit comes your way, you know? And we all know as mothers, it's the most demanding 
demanding time in our lives. And um, there's some mums in Thrive, the live round at the moment, who are struggling with, you know, babies waking up in the night and that kind of thing. And that's that's normal. That's how it how it is, right? But back in the day, in the primal day, there would have been a whole community of sisters together to share the load. Now, obviously, in our world these days, that's not the case, but we can we can do some things to really support ourselves. Um, I know when I was um, a mum in the early days, I couldn't bear the thought of, you know, giving myself a day off. Who am I to have a day off? I need to be there with my kids all the time. But guess what? I wasn't showing up as the best version of me then. And I wish I could go back 10 years and say, hey, it's okay to put the kids in daycare for a day each and you don't have to work to justify doing that. You can just take take yourself off to the beach for a walk, have a nap, book a massage, look after yourself because guess what? You're going to be a lot more healthy. You probably won't have a health crisis and hit the wall with massive exhaustion and overwhelm and burnout. And that leads me to uh, today's guest, very nicely actually, Verity, who I have met through the groups online. She's, um, I've never actually met her in person yet, but hope to one day and give her a big hug. Um, but we've met, we, we're in a lot of um, groups together um, for women who really just want to be the best version of themselves and who want to, um, you know, create a lot of self-love in their lives. And self-love sounds really hard and sort of corny and, but really anything that you can do to your, for yourself, um, like even just give yourself good food you know, um, take yourself for a walk, let yourself curl up with the book on a Sunday afternoon. These are all expressions of self-love. It doesn't have to be some crazy thing sitting on a hillside in the lotus position with crystals all around you howling at the full moon. Do you know what I mean? You could do that if that's what floats your boat, but there's lots of little things you can do each day to fill up your self-love cup, to, you know, take your worthy meter off the Richter scale um, so that you can freaking rock this human experience and enjoy being here because if not now, then when? So let's dive into the interview with Verity. Don't forget to check out the show notes, all the links to um, hang out with Verity and find out more about her amazing story and how you can work with her and how you can get some amazing little tips from Verity are all in there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by Verity Mansfield, who is a life coach and mentor and who loves teaching women how to love themselves. Verity is an intuitive eater, if not completely 100% paleo. She's an intuitive eater. She loves intermittent fasting. She's a bit of a raw foodie um, and really honors bio individuality. So, I'm so glad to have you here, fellow mum. Verity, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, Verity and I met at a Ricky Jane Adams workshop in Denmark a few weeks ago, which was pretty epic, wasn't it? It was very, very epic. It was absolutely, it was bordering life-changing, I think. (laughs) Just bordering? I reckon it was fully mental. (laughs) Well, the changes are still going. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And I love those sorts of um, weekends, not just for like what you um, experience personally from a transformational level, but 
just the networking side of things. So that was a room of, I don't know, about what, about 30 amazing women? Yeah, I think it was... I think it was 33 women and it was really amazing to be able to walk into a place and not only not really knowing anyone and then looking around and thinking, oh, my God, they're all like me. Like, you know, a place that you actually belong, even though there's a whole bunch of strangers you've never met before. Absolutely. And that just that connection. And then, you know, we, we came away and we've now got 30 new business besties. Which is cool. So I know. I'm ready to have you on the Primal Alternative podcast so that the listeners can find out all about you and what you do and and get inspiration and and top tips from you. But before we start and find out all about Verity, let's start with what you had for breakfast. What did I have for breakfast? I actually had no idea what to have for breakfast this morning and it ended up being on my seven-year-old's shoulders, um, which ended up being um, Greek yogurt and passion fruit. Delicious. That's a good start to the day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fruity, fruity. That's awesome. All right. Now, before, before we started the interview, we're having a little chat and you were telling me about your um, you know, your upbringing where you were mainly living off sugar and carbs. So if you could take us back a yeah. bit to, you know, how you were eating growing up and how that impacted your health, that would be a great yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was probably about 14 when my mother had remarried and had twins. So I had a stepfather and uh, a half-brother and sister. And it wasn't really the nicest, I guess, um, household in terms of I really took the back seat and became like the servant for them to help them deal with their the change in their lives. And quite often I would find myself like cooking my own um, dinner, which at 14 basically was a bowl of pasta and some bottled tomato sauce. And I would sit there and eat that in another room away from them while they were at the table eating like marinated chicken and, you know, amazing salads and all sorts. Um, and so I was literally just eating, I guess, on a survival basis where it was basically carbs. Um, I never bothered making my lunch for school. Um, and you know, I didn't have, my mother was quite a businesswoman, so she really wasn't into making our lunches for us and we'd never had money to go to the canteen either. And so I just basically really wouldn't eat most of the day and then go home, um, help out with the, my brother and sister and household chores and then go off into another room and just eat this bowl of plain pasta and, um, and gorge on ice cream, um, watching movies, I guess, with that escapism and um, just gorging myself on ice cream was a way of, of nurturing and loving myself because I wasn't getting that elsewhere growing up. Wow, full on. And so, when did, was there a was there a um, a significant event where you changed how you were eating? Yeah, I uh, as soon as I could move out of home, I did. And even at uni, I remember my food bill would get down to about four. But the best I ever got down to was fourteen dollars and sixty two cents for a entire week of food, which again is just eating very basic. Um, refined, highly refined um, carbs. And it was about, I was about 24 when I noticed that my body wasn't coping and my knees would just give way 
and I wouldn't literally be able to stand up or walk. And I had no idea what was going on. And I think about a year or two after that, I started um, getting intense pain going straight up my spine through the sacroiliatic joints. And it would get to the point where I'd be screaming in pain. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. And um, my partner, who I was living with at the time, would be rushing me to emergency up to three times a week and getting stabbed with morphine three times a week. Um, And it would literally paralyze me. Like I wouldn't – I've never experienced pain like that in my life. Like it was off the Richter scale. But my whole body was just seizing up and wasn't allowing me to function or move. And um, there's been a lot of research. Um, so this it was an autoimmune disease and there's been a lot of research, you know, tying in our food and our gut health with autoimmune diseases, um, especially with ankylosing spondylitis, which I suffer with. So, that's a, so that's that was a massive of, turning point. Yeah, I bet. Well, heck. So the, the autoimmune disease that you've got is it's quite, it's not one of the more common ones, is it? But you mentioned before it similar to rheumatoid arthritis? It is similar to rheumatoid arthritis, but it's still quite different. Um, And there's been a heap of research done in London and they came up with the London diet, which was pretty much removing all carbs and sugars from the diet, which was really interesting because that's literally how I'd fed myself, you know, for 14 years prior (laughs) to this flaring up. Um, Yeah, so there was, was a lot of research um, done by this doctor in London who came up with the London diet and it was also used a lot for people that suffer from inflammatory bowel syndrome, uh, Crohn's disease and um, a few other diseases there. And it was quite interesting then going to my rheumatologist here in WA who refused to accept that food had anything to yeah. do with it. Yeah. <laughs> And did you try the London diet for We know that argument, don't we? (laughs) We know that one. Oh, yes, that one. Did you try it for yourself? I did try it for myself um, and it did reduce a lot of it and it did actually make my body a lot more, I think taking it all out, like all of those nasty foods out of your diet really helped me to – really help my body to become like a barometer so that I could actually use my body to judge if a food was good for me or if a food was bad for me and that was I think a really empowering process how did you so you you, so are you saying that you kind of you cleaned up your diet which then um improved your intuition so that you became a living barometer as to whether this was a good food for you or not? Is that what you mean? Yeah, wow. and I'm not sure if that was quite intuition, but I think it made my body more sensitive to when I did have those bad foods. So even if there was a trace of those um, really high starchy foods in my diet, my body would pick up on it really, really quickly. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I can feel the stiffness setting in already, like within five, 10 minutes of eating something. And I know not to eat or touch that again. So it just became, you know, a really great way of making my body more sensitive 
Um, and I guess that's what intuition is about as well. You know, intuition is about being sensitive, um, you know, to things out there. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Now, the, the reason I've got you on the show today, Verity, isn't so much about your um, your, your, your paleo journey, although it, it turns out you do have one, which is amazing. <laughs> and I just love, I love that. Thanks, universe. That's so cool. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? But the reason I got you on the show is because everything that I do is all about um, helping women reclaim their health so that they can then go out and live their best life possible you know so they've got that resilience they've got that feeling of what else is possible and I know that as a life coach and mentor um that's what you do too uh which is you know there's the next step it's like yes it starts with food and, and yes you need to get to bed at a good time and um spend time in nature and get your feet in the sand down at the beach and connect in real life with real people but after that when you when you become that pain-free meditated connected feeling <laughs> freaking awesome version of yourself you then start to think holy crap I've got all of these big dreams that I want to want to you know get mm. out so how did you end up doing what you do give us that background yeah well I think there was a, quite a few trials that all you know came together and led to one path and I think the disease and the eating was a major part of that because through the disease I had to learn how to love myself how to nourish myself uh, properly how to listen to myself how to stand up to a very very well respected rheumatologist in WA and to say you know what that's great for you but it doesn't work for me and to be able to own my own truths around my disease um, and around how my body as an individual related to that specific disease. Um, and that really reflected on continuing that journey. And, um, you know, there's a really beautiful parallel between how we live our life in one way is how we live our life in another. And even by cleaning up our diet and listening to ourselves, having compassion for ourselves with our diet, uh, having the love for ourselves and nourishing ourselves with our diet, we can transfer those uh, concepts into the rest of our life as well. So when we're looking at loving ourselves on that greater scale, you know, it really requires us to own more truths, not just our truths about what food's good for us, but truths about what relationships are good for us, um, you know, what, what jobs and careers are good for us, um, what experiences are good for us, uh, what passions are good for us, what decisions are good for us. You know, it goes beyond just looking at food. And I think it's it's just such a beautiful process because, you know, when you start looking at um, – so, like, base, breaking it down into your basic truths, you know, you're looking at your values, what it is that you really truly believe in and what resonates so well with you, finding your own rules and your own pathway um, instead of listening to the rules that other people tell you. Um, knowing and trusting in yourself what's right for you regardless of what other people are saying what's right for them and having that honesty with yourself being able to say you know well, that actually really didn't work for me or being able to put your fears down or addictions down in order to live a more authentic way uh, so my, my disease and that journey with food was really a massive starting point and a massive trigger where my body was screaming out you have to start loving yourself and you know it got to the point where I was paralyzed 
um, I couldn't physically move. And I, I really had to dig in deep and start really looking at who I was, what I wanted from myself and how I was going to create for myself. And I love what you said before about when we start looking at these things and we start dealing with uh, our health, then it does. It opens up this amazing creative energy for us. So what are we going to do now with that creative energy? How do we want to make the world a better place? How do we want to make ourselves better people? How do we want to be role models for other people? How do we want to inspire the world to be more beautiful? Um, So it's really just a progressive journey. Um, And I think having daughters, like I'm a single mom, so having daughters as well and watching them growing up in this world and being able to step back and looking at the opportunities that are in front of them and um, seeing what choices are available to them and and I guess also the pitfalls when we start looking at our own lessons. You know, I really wanted to start empowering women and um, being able to create a really safe space where my children can learn to love themselves and own themselves and to also create their own rules that I sometimes might not agree with, mm-hmm. but they have to live they have to live their life as well on their own terms and honor and validate themselves. So, yeah, all of those, I guess, different pathways have just come together to create what I'm doing now, which I just absolutely love. Fantastic. And your personal journey through that um, learning to love yourself makes you an awesome mentor to other women who, you know, you've walked that path before them and you can um, coach and and hold them accountable in their journey to, you know, self self-love, self-worth, and that sounds, you make it sound so easy, but where would you, if you were interested, (laughs) you do, you're a pro, if you're interested in self-love and self-worth, where would you even start? I think um, one of the biggest things I guess that I learned with self-love and self-worth is really having that courage to reach out and to say, like, I am not loving myself, which is really, really hard because we grow up in a world where we're expected to be perfect and everything's all hunky-dory. Um, and really finding someone that you can trust to work with who can guide you through those steps. But even, you know, if you're sitting at home and and you're trying, you know, to, I guess, build up the courage to start looking at yourself from a more loving point of view, you know, even doing things like writing down a list of all of your strengths and then even getting a friend to someone that you really trust to do the same thing for you and to write a list of what they think your strengths are and start comparing these lists. And I've done this quite often with my clients and there's always about three things that turn up for my client that other people see in them and they've never, ever given themselves credit for. Um, and I, I find that absolutely amazing that we can sit here and think that we know ourselves, but our current perception is only our current perception and not really a true perception of who we are. So even being able to do a simple exercise like that and starting to really look at how other people see you and the beauty within you and, and the strengths that are within you can really open up our eyes to, I guess, being able to appreciate ourselves for more than what we're seeing ourselves at that current moment. Hmm. So you just get your, you know, go for a coffee with your bestie one day and, you know, maybe you could just have a little um, 
self-love session where you, you write down, you know, three strengths that you see in, in your best friend and, and vice versa? Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's little exercises like that. Yeah, I mean, you can even do it on email if you're sitting at home and feeling extremely depressed with yourself. Um, but even like in ways of setting up really beautiful self-love rituals, you know, things like that are really important. And I, for myself, like we create these mother and daughter workshops and it's quite cute because I actually do, my daughters do help me facilitate these mother and daughter workshops. Um, but we teach other mothers and daughters how to love themselves and how to create these little rituals for themselves. So even, you know, being at home and even if it's a gloomy night outside and it's raining, like it's probably going to be tonight, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, being able to go into the kitchen and, and pull out just some basic products that most people have. And, you know, like I'll get my girls in the kitchen and we'll create some little mud masks or, um, you know, some really gorgeous little facial serums or something. Uh, we'll create, you know, beautiful, my girls call them a self-love bath. Aww. And um, they basically, you know, getting some Epsom salts and some Himalayan salt from the cupboard and maybe putting in some lavender oils or even fresh lavender from your garden. And, you know, being able to put that into the bath and watching little, you know, the petals floating around, uh, putting some coconut oil or olive oil in there. Uh, honey, honey is so amazing for the skin. And just being able to create these little moments where we're pulling ourselves and our, I guess our conscious awareness back to ourselves and doing something to honor and to love our bodies, uh, which, you know, is an extension as well of, you know, the food that you put into your body. A lot of these foods we can actually put onto our body and love and nurture ourselves that way as well. You know, spirulina is brilliant for the inside of the body. And it, and it's great for the outside. Um, and just a lot of people actually already do do things on a daily basis to love themselves. Like we all eat, we all shower, we all get dressed, we all get undressed, we all get into bed. So even creating these normal things as little self-care rituals and being conscious at that moment that this is me in my power, loving and honoring myself and just having that awareness um, and really, I guess, integrating that into your, your system that this is me loving and honoring myself every single time you eat a carrot. This is me loving and honoring myself, you know, every single time that, you know, I wash my face with honey. It's such an amazing uh, product. It's not just good for the inside. It's so amazing for your skin. You know, it's got anti-inflammatory qualities. It's got antiseptic qualities. It's got, um, soothing qualities it's uh there's something else i'm missing oh it's a natural emollient so it actually locks in moisture attracts and locks moisture into our skin uh, so it's brilliant for cleansing your face with and it's brilliant you know because it's not just cleansing it's also nourishing and it's hydrating your skin as well um so, so we quite often just wash our face with honey how do you do that because i'm just imagining a jar of honey and lots of sticky you, stuff yep. all over the back. Is that is that what it's like? So you literally just stick your hand in no. the jar of honey and wash? Is yeah. that what you do? I think because honey, well, the really amazing thing about honey is that, you know, you've got honey and you've got beeswax with the, the, you know, the honeycomb part. Um, one is a wax-based product and the other one is the water-based product because they can't mix or dissolve in each other. Mm. So they have to kind of be opposites that way. So honey is actually water 
soluble. So it is mm. so, I mean, go do it tonight, honestly. <laughs> it's so nowhere near as sticky and messy as you think. You literally, like we've got a big bucket. Um, we've got friends who have friends that own beehives, so we just get buckets of honey you. dumped on our doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> um, we literally just scoop our hands in and start rubbing our face with it and wash it off. It is not the messy, icky mess that we assume it's going to be um and if it's crystallized you have some honey crystallizes yeah that's annoying that's fine as well that just becomes a perfect natural face scrub (laughs) all right well listeners there you go after you've done your um listing your strengths and your bestie you can stick your hand in the jar of honey and wash your face i think that's me your face is some honey (laughs) it's fun it's amazing but how often it is amazing. And how often, you know, as women, let's face it, you know, like we love our body scrubs and all sorts of things. And how often do we end up stuck because we don't have, we've run out of, you know, a cleanser for our eye makeup or we've run out of, you know, our kids or husbands or something have used the last of our face wash. Yeah. Um, and so much of the stuff that are in our pantries and fridges are perfect uh, without any of the harsh chemicals or stabilizers or preservatives that are used in uh, the products that you buy from the shelf. Absolutely. And, you know, you've, you've said a couple of things there um, that I just would like to unpack as podcasting um, interviewers say. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, about the, the self-love, I think that um, when you put it down to the basics, like you did so very well then, Verity, about we all get dressed, we all share ourselves, we all go to bed, but we kind of do these things in, well, I know I do, or did, or becoming mindful of, you sort of do them in a rush because um, it's not overly productive, is it? You know, having a shower and taking time to dress yourself and and anything that but i think that's the thing we think mm. it's not overly productive but it is yes so um it's all the case of really just reframing it and and if you're thinking look I yeah have, i hear a lot from people you know, people are time poor they don't have time to or money to to go for massages or when when you um you first start to broach the topic of self-love you start to think of you know spas and and day retreats and and massages and and all those sorts of extravagant things but it but really what I love what you're saying is how it comes down to just day-to-day things and but changing instead of just rushing oh my god quick 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 get the shower done I need to get on with something more productive that's earning me money or get to work or whatever if you're actually enjoying your shower or having a self-love bath on an evening like like you've talked about or putting those beautiful nourishing things onto your skin then yes that is that self-love isn't it just turn it is and it I, from a stress yeah. to a ritual love it I love it it's really and it's so beautiful. important I think as mothers and especially if we've got daughters to teach our daughters that to have these rituals and to have this mindfulness about self-love and it's just as simple as that isn't it it's just as simple as it really you can make it as simple as you want and I know I've got a list on my website of you know there's no excuse for money and time there really is not and I'm a single mother I work part-time I've got my own business I study um I've raised two little girls since they were two and five by myself like 
time and money is not an issue that we make it out to be. If you can do it, (laughs) you can do it too, listener. Verity can do it, so can you. No excuses. (laughs) No excuses. Yeah, and even like the things like we'll be watching a movie and I'll be like, right, who wants to brush my hair? Mm. And, you know, I'll pay my kids, you know, 20 and 50 cents to brush my hair for half an hour. Love it. You know, and that's a really cheap alternative of going to get like a full body massage done. Absolutely. And that's (laughs) one of the benefits of having a daughter because I remember before, because I've got got a son and a daughter and before my daughter was, old in like now if I sit still for like more than a minute I'm getting my hair plattered you know what I mean it's brilliant because I love my, <laughs> I love my hair being played with but before she was capable of doing it I used to pay Sam her brother <laughs> and, and it was before it was so little he had no concept of time and I managed to somehow um coerce him into doing 16 minutes of hair brushing for a dollar and it was the longest 16, I know. Longest but, 16 minutes of his life even yeah but, you know, talking, <laughs> thinking about it, this is all ancient stuff. This is the sort of thing, it's, like the, yeah. the image of, you know, um, monkeys where they're picking fleas out off each other's back comes to mind <laughs> because it's that freaking basic, you know what I mean? Like that connection, that is nurturing. It's, you don't have and it to is, go. it's that physical connection. Yes. That physical connection is so important. And that's what I really love about these self um, and I guess the mother and daughter workshops, what's so powerful about them for me is teaching these mothers and daughters to come together to to create this self-love awareness in their own lives, to back each other up and support each other and back into their own homes. But it also enables them to physically, emotionally connect with each other where they, you know, my children will get paintbrushes and paint mud masks on me and I'll do the same to them. And there's this physical connection that we're bringing back into our everyday life. You know, being physical with our family isn't just about hugs and kisses. There's so much more we can do uh, for each other and with each other. And it's so empowering. Like, I love it. I love it. It's, it's such a much more beautiful way of living. Instead of, you know, spending money taking your kids out to a, an event or, do you know what I mean? Like all your kids really want is your presence and you to be present when you're with them, not scrolling through yeah. your phone. Not scrolling through your phone, not that I, that's yeah. bad. But when you're doing something like painting on a mud mask with your kids, you're totally focused on them and that's, that's what they're really loving, isn't it? Yeah, and the silliness of stuff. Like yeah. my daughter and I, she um, – so my daughters are 7 and 10, so they are young, and we'll, um, you know, put mud masks on each other. And because we make it all out of food and that – and I don't sell this stuff. I just want to empower other women to make their own. Um so, yeah, it's quite funny because, you know, we will be in stitches in the bathroom, you know, when we've got, like, things dripping off our faces um, or even, like, you know, I think there's a photo of me licking my daughter's face because this stuff is edible and we were just <laughs> – we made a body scrub and we have literally eaten the body scrub in the shower um, <laughs> because it literally smells like chocolate cake and it's got like cacao powder and coconut and coffee grinds um, and then, you know, olive oil in there. It's com- wow. I mean, you throw in like an egg um, and you could probably whack it in the microwave. Yeah. yeah. And bake and it. Bake That's it into a cake or something. <laughs> um so yeah like it's fun and I think that's the other part of this stuff is that loving ourselves can be fun 
you know, there's so many amazing, um, what do you call them? I've lost the word. Little things that come off it and just keep yeah. adding to the process. Yeah, it's a beautiful ripple effect. And this is really interesting for my listeners because I'm always talking about play and how we need to play and how we don't play enough. And, and, and it, I've struggled with play because when you, sort of, when you sort of think of play, you think about, oh, you've got to go outside and go on the trampoline or go on a bike ride with the kids or actually play a physical sport. But what you're talking about is play. So connect that connecting yeah. kids where it's got no necessary outcome. It's just about connecting and having fun. And it sounds, it makes me cringe because I think I must have OCD around sticky stuff <laughs> all around the bathroom. But, um, but I'm sure that that would be good for me to practice my... Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my OCD-ness and uh, flexibility and, and, tolerance yeah, and make a bit of mess and be a bit outrageous and have a bit of fun so I love I love what you're doing so if people wanted to come to one of your gorgeous mother and daughter workshops what what would they expect how long does it take who is it for that kind of thing give us a bit more of an yeah. insight into the workshops so with workshops basically what we do is we spend the they, they go for about two hours um, so the first hour we actually sit in this really beautiful room and there's lots of cushions and really lovely comfy chairs and a big whiteboard and um, this probably isn't very paleo but I, I throw chocolate at people quite a lot. Oh, um, but we are doing with children paleo. and we're trying to <laughs> <Okay, laughs> <awesome. laughs> otherwise I wouldn't wouldn't be paleo. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so you know, there's a lot of chocolate involved. Um, so we talk about what beauty is. And this is another one of the sides of the workshop is that for, especially for females, like society seems to be driven by this obsession with external beauty. So it's really, we talk about what beauty is and we turn beauty back into something that comes, that we create from within ourselves and not something that we inject ourselves with, not something that we slice and dice ourselves for. Um, It's not something that you buy in a supermarket or off a shelf. And I, I say this with over a decade in the international fashion industry, um, Beauty and fashion, you're paying for a hell of a lot of FedEx, a hell of a lot of administration, a hell of a lot of marketing, and not very much of anything else. Um, So it's really kind of like reframing these ideas about beauty and bringing beauty back to something that we empower ourselves by, something that we can base our self-worth of so that being pretty and hot doesn't become the foundation of our self-worth, but being a, a, a being who is optimistic, who has courage, who has flexibility, tolerance, uh, who, someone who can create beautiful moments in their lives and in other people's lives, uh, honesty, kindness, intelligence, that this is where our self-worth comes from. And then working of that as well into self-love. So being able to see these, you know, we talked before about a strength exercise, what one of my strengths. So we get we get the daughters and the mothers to engage in these conversations about what makes them beautiful mm. and we talk a lot about self-love and using the things that make us you know beautiful from the inside as a foundation for for being able to love and accept and honor ourselves 
And then that beautifully flows into the second half where we get into the kitchen and, and we start getting a little bit messy. It doesn't really get as messy as what you probably dreamt it to be. <laughs> and um, we start creating these self-care products. You know, there's bath salts and um, I call it a Cleopatra milk bath that we make and, um, you know, facial scrubs and, and lips uh, balms for the children. Oh, the, the daughters, sorry, they're not all children. And, you know, facial serums for the mums um, so that they can take these things home and continue these conversations about self-love, self-worth at home and they can take these rituals home so they can start incorporating these rituals into their lives and the mothers and daughters can go home and support themselves and the mothers can be the role models for the daughters and as we know having children quite often our, our children can become role models for ourselves and um, so oh, yeah. there is incorporating that ripple effect after the workshop is just as important as the workshop itself and daughters are welcome from you know being nine years old I mean my daughter's seven and she's in them um so being around that seven to nine year old mark all the way through to I think the eldest we've had there has been 16 mm-hmm. um and talking about those issues like body image and how we get judged as women based on our external you know beauty factor how pretty we are how tall we are the color of our hair the color of our skin um, so really looking at all of that stuff and all the judgment and then how we can come out of it with this a beautiful sense of self-love, self-worth and these self-love rituals. It's just absolutely wonderful what you're doing, Verity, and so empowering. And I really thank you for what you do and the service and contribution that you're giving to, to, to women in our community. So, so good. And when we think about... Oh, yeah, you deserve it. When I think, or when we all think about, you know, body image and we think about what a perfect body looks like, we pretty much would all come up with the same kind of image. And that's really the image that we see, you know, <laughs> that's been given to uh, us. Yes, and I've worked um, with models at an international level and yeah. I've been involved in a lot of photo shoots. And makeup artists that have worked with Miranda Kerr, um, you know, like I'm not talking a small little fashion label in a remote corner of the earth somewhere. We, we're working on a big international company. And um, I have seen women, uh, models that we use get absolutely torn to shreds on the cutting room floor. They're not skinny mm. enough. They're not pretty enough. Their hair wasn't blonde enough. Hair wasn't long enough. Their butts are too big. Their waist wasn't. You know, we need to cut more of their waists out. You know, her bust isn't big enough. Um, and these girls in the same year went on to win Miss Universe Australia. And there's something wrong when Miss Universe Australia isn't cutting it. Mm. Um, it's like no one is good enough in terms of the, the marketing industry for beauty yeah. and fashion. And we manipulated those images to an inch of their lives. It was horrific. And people don't get this. People, I mean, we know it in our heads, but for young girls to actually sit there, to be able to see, you know, these, these photographs of these girls and people with pens cutting out a waste of, you know, Miss Universe Australia, mm. you know, reshaping her bottom it's crazy. We're obsessive and we're doing a massive disservice to, to females worldwide. Absolutely. And it's so, like, you and I know, like, I know when I see those pictures, that's not real. That's been photoshopped. 
But people really do get that comparisonitis and look at those pictures of in the magazines and think, God, I'm so far away from that. It's not true. But what I wanted to say about the... And is it, but it's, <clears throat> yeah. What I wanted to say about the body image thing is we've all got the same idea, right, of what's beautiful, yet none of us, like going back right to the beginning of this interview, we talked about bio-individuality. We're all so freaking different, and that's what makes it so wonderful and so unique. But what I find is that a woman becomes beautiful, and you can have actually, you can see the the change in women. Something weird happens, like they start to... Um, it's not weird. It's wonderful. They start to um, <laughs> the anti-age, and it's something that happens when a woman is I don't know, like switched on or turned on from the inside. I don't mean turned on like you know a horny <laughs> a horny. <thing. laughs> I mean, well, that, that can make us younger too. <laughs> turned on, yeah, exactly. Turned on, switched on, um, you know, to her self worth and her self love, and when a woman has got that confidence. And when you ask guys, what do you love about women? They generally don't say a tiny waist, a a smaller butt and a bigger butt. (laughs) They tend to say confidence. When women have got that confidence, that's what's freaking sexy. And that's what, and this is not about being sexy at all, but that's what is beautiful, isn't it? And you get that from the self-love and honoring yourself. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely. And I've, yeah, I've dated a lot as a single mom and it's been quite interesting seeing how I've been in situations and how that's, um, I guess, resulted in different scenarios playing out. And when I had bigger boundaries, when I was buying myself flowers, when I was taking my children out for beautiful meals and my children eat good food, um, my children will love, like, they love raw salmon. Um, mm. like they don't have issues with sashimi. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's quite amazing because when I was doing that for my myself, I found that I dated men who would be buying me flowers and taking us all out for yes. dinner to beautiful restaurants. Yeah. And it's, we really teach other people how to, te- how to treat us, uh, ourselves. Yeah. Um, and what you're saying is perfect and it makes total sense. When we are full of life and we are full of love for ourselves, um of course we're going to be looking younger of course we're going to be more attractive um you know and there's so many experiments out there that Mm. scientifically back this stuff up and you don't even have to you know you don't even have to have the scientific evidence do you i reckon give it a try you know i'm so for the n equals one experiment so okay we're gonna set our listeners a little challenge I would like you, this just popped into my head, so let's go with it. (laughs) I would like you to suggest that our listeners do three things for, how long do you reckon? A week? Five days? 21 days? Yeah. A week? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to come up with, this is, I'm just really putting Verity on the spot now. So hopefully <laughs> she's probably just quickly logging onto her website and checking out some of those things that she's got on how to do. <laughs> but if you could pick three, right, three things, and I want, if you can take anything away from this podcast, listeners, do these three things for a week and see how your life changes. See how you feel, see what things that you desire you begin to attract. Go, Verity. Yeah. 
Okay, so one thing is to buy yourself something, like even if it's a flowers or even if you go into the garden and bring flowers into your house, all the little things that you want someone else to do for you, start doing that shit for yourself. Yes, girlfriend. <laughs> it is so empowering. <laughs> um, meet your own needs. Uh, my second one would be, you know, being going back to what we were talking about before about being mindful when you are naturally loving and taking care of yourself. So when you're in a shower, at night time in the morning um you know when you're literally washing your hair you're also washing the day off yourself and you know to be mindful in that moment and to as you wash your arms think about you know loving your arms and being grateful for what your arms have done for you to that day when you're washing your hands you know think about how grateful you are for your hands when your hands have enabled for you to do that day when you're washing your legs do the same thing you know even if you're washing your butt you know your butt allows you to sit down um you know just start and I don't care how ridiculous you know it comes or what comes up in your head that just start you know mindfully if you're putting mascara on you know you're putting mascara on because you, you're, you're loving your eyes and you want to honor them and make them shine brighter so think about that um and the last thing which I think is really really crucial is that we all talk about having these gratitude journals mm-hmm. uh and writing you know, three gratitudes for the day that we've had of other things that other people have done for us or things that have happened for us but sit down and write three gratitudes about yourself every oh, day about yourself three things that you love that about yourself yeah okay. yeah wow that'd be whether it's physical yeah or whether it's emotional stuff how you dealt with something how you were kind how you did something for somebody else and this will make you so super aware i mean you do that for a week uh three things every single day just about yourself um it'll make you so super aware of what a beautiful human being that you are inside and outside wow so just to recap we are gonna number one meet our own needs two yeah so buy yourself flowers or yep yeah meet your own feed yourself nourishing food all of those sorts of things meet your own needs Two, be mindful so when you're having your shower for example you can think about how wonderful your arms are and what your arms have done for you on that day and three which i think is number three sounds like mega powerful is to write down three gratitudes or things that you're grateful for per day about you not stuff of yourself yeah yeah not like oh i'm so grateful that my daughter put a lovely mud mask on my face it's like right i'm so grateful that i created this amazing food for my family or i'm so grateful that i took time to be grateful today you know you could just be really yeah any of those I mean if I was to pick three things for the last 24 hours one I there was a lady at the shopping center who uh, was trying to put her children in the car and the food in a car and we were unloading our shopping and our boot of our cars at the same time so as she finished and she looked at how far away the the shopping trolley return bay was I was like hey do you want me to take your trolley for you she was like oh my god and I said look I know I've seen this I go through this myself I'll grab it for you so just being you know i really appreciate it just being able to reach out and do something really simple for someone uh being at the supermarket engaging with a person at the the checkout and making them feel like they they were worthy um you know and that they were great contributing themselves to their community just by working the supermarket uh something else that i can think of oh surprising my children so they came home from their dad's place last night and just being able to tidy the house for them 
and, you know, putting a present on their bed uh, made me feel like such a loving um, and connected mother and being able to make someone else, like, you know, those elements of kindness and generosity and being able to create beautiful memories for my children. So each time they come home, there's something that just lights them up and makes them so happy to be home. Mm. Another one would be going to bed early on time, you know, and how much that's such a kind act for myself and makes me feel so much more alive and, you know, have the energy to do the things that I need to um, each day. Oh, I, I mean, there's four things, now. but yeah. You're showing off now, Verity. <laughs> I could keep going, but I'll stop. <laughs> we get the general gist. No, that's beautiful because seriously, you know, when you first start doing like it's easy for you to rattle off all those things now, but when you first started off, it, you kind of like sitting down with your pen and paper it's and so yeah, it's like blank. Oh, what I have clients that really struggle and it is so hard for women to say, I am awesome, I am brilliant, I am beautiful. And breaking that down, um, I mean, there's such a horrible thing that women grow up feeling like they can't say nice things about themselves. When people say, oh, my gosh, that dress looks gorgeous on you. Oh, no, it's just an old thing. We're so bad at being able Mm -hmm. to say, yes, I'm beautiful inside and out. Yes, I'm amazing. Yes, I'm intelligent. Yes, I'm pretty damn awesome. Um, But you don't want to get too. That's important. But that's how we were brought up and especially our generation, you know, like you're too big for your own boots. Don't blow your own trumpet. Yeah. You know, Trumpet. oh, look at you, your head's so big, you're not going to get through the door. All that stuff, like we've all had that stuff sent to us. So, of course, we're like and dumb, the, dumb ourselves down and don't feel and, ourselves. Yeah, it's and the normal. biggest one that we've all grown up with was, oh, well, you obviously love yourself. Yeah. Um, yes. That's yes, a bad I thing. do. And how she is that loves, a bad oh, thing? Oh, she loves herself. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, I yeah. really feel like this, um, it's a bit of a movement, the self-love thing, and I really think that, that is what, and this sounds a bit out there, but I really believe this is what the world needs. Like, because the world's like it does. screwed, and and it one hundred percent, one hundred percent. There's too much masculine energy in the world, and mm. this um, the the women that are rising up now and starting to think, hang on a minute, um, there's more to life than this, and 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 are starting to feel that it's kind of it's. I think it starts off as a dissatisfaction, a frustration, a like, is this it? Kind of feeling. And that's your yeah. that's your self love sister coming out and and showing you, you know, <laughs> that you can be the best version of you and and I actually think that this we are so lucky as women to be in this time where you know we we can do all of the things that we want to do like we are so free we can and social media means oh my god it's amazing I know like you and I having this chat I'm in a shed in in the wilderness in Albany. <laughs> really but thanks to you know amazing um wi-fi thingy mobs we can <laughs> and skype we social media we can connect in an amazing age with yeah so like hurrah for women rising in this awesome age of communications now on communications miss verity how can we get hold of you yeah so i have my business on Facebook. So uh, a beautiful truth on Facebook. Uh, There's also a Facebook group for women called the beautiful world of women that you can find on Facebook. And obviously my website that has all my details on there and uh, the links for the workshops and other programs as well that we run. And what's your website address? 
The website, though, is uh, www.veritymansfield.com. Too easy. All right. I'm very easy. <laughs> veritymansfield.com. And you said before that you've got a list of things that you can do uh, to nurture yourself on there. Yeah, there's a freebies page there and I am forever coming up with more and more freebies. Um, I've had a business coach who was like, oh, my God, stop giving things away for free. Um, (laughs) There's a... There's a heap of stuff on there. There's a freebie there about the whole self-love. Like if you want to start thinking about yourself and doing that strength exercise, there's a freebie um, for that in there and a heap of other exercises and links. Uh, There's a freebie for the recipes. So if you want to be making these recipes uh, for yourself, for for your your self-care, skincare, there's freebies on there for that. There's a freebie for a whole list to uh, come up with your own little roster that you can stick on your fridge uh, with ideas about how you can create self-love rituals for yourself and, you know, how, when and how you're going to do them throughout the week. Uh, for all different prices from completely free to, you know, I guess a massage would be, you know, $120 an hour at least, um, you know, from three seconds through to, uh, you know, an hour. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff on there on the freebies tab um, that would really suit anyone's needs uh, for either, you know, creating self-love for themselves. There's another one for creating self-love with your, your children and having conversations. Mm. I think it's called Sprouts, mm-hmm. about sprouting yeah. these beautiful virtues uh, within your children. And, and the conversations, this is a bit more of a workbook about having the conversations you can have um, each day about things like optimism, courage, flexibility, tolerance, uh, creative beauty, uh, honesty, kindness, intelligence, um, which is based on Gordon Livingston's book, How to Love, which is all about how to love ourselves and also how to love other people, uh, which goes back to what you are saying before. If we want to make a massive difference in the world, we need first to understand how to love ourselves mm-hmm. and to have this self-love movement so that we can understand how to truly love uh, everybody else in this world. That's right. And when so we there's a heap there. <laughs> yeah, there's heaps there. I know. I can't wait to check it out. And I'm sure our listeners will too. But when you give to yourself, you are giving to others. And I think that's um, yes. the one thing that I hear from my clients that, oh, you know, I couldn't possibly um, do this for myself. But actually when you're a better version of yourself, everyone benefits from it, which is um, which is great. And I think like my biggest takeaway from our chat today, Verity, is really just acknowledging myself for all of the self-love things I do for myself during the day. Even just the little things like making myself a beautiful cup of coffee and sitting down to enjoy it or lighting the fire and warming my little tootsies in front of the fire. All of these things, it's like tick, tickety, tick, like you're doing it, you know, like we we sort of use, think of self-love as something like completely just for those people. Whereas really, look at what you're already doing in your life to self-love yourself sick, I reckon. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, we all go to bed. We all have to eat. We all have to shower. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's a lot easier than we make it out to be. <laughs> You're right. I love it. And that's really, I was like, oh, what a sense of relief. Verity, thank you so much for being such a inspirational, bubbly, fun, playful guest today. I've so loved having you on the show. Oh, you're 
Thank you. And you're so welcome. And thank you as well for the opportunity to talk about, I guess, all of my passions. <laughs> love it. I love it. Thanks again. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.